Hello, friends, and welcome to the Point of Hope podcast. My name is Steve, and this broadcast is brought to you by the Point of Hope Apostolic Church in Indianapolis, Indiana, where brighter days begin. In today's episode, we are going to continue with our more single-format episode that we started with the last one. Uh, We have a few more questions that were submitted by the children, and so I hope everyone has enjoyed this so far, and we're just going to move forward with that. Good. I like it. Yeah. How's your week been? Pretty good. Uh, (laughs) uh, If I could just count all of the different things that, you know, everybody has to go through, but uh, here we are again, and we're glad to be here. Yeah, just happy to weather the, the yeah, storm. Weather the storm. We're not That's in the exactly same boat, right. but we're in the, the same storm. There, That's so. right. So with that, let's jump right into our next question, and it comes from the Sunday School. Hi, Pastor. My name is Andrew, and my question is, can God help me get good grades? <laughs> That's a good and, question, and yet, Andrew. <laughs> Andrew's the most uh, the most cerebral yeah. uh, <laughs> of the ones, but I want to start this off with an old joke. And I'm sure many of you, in especially like if, if you've been in religious circles for a while, you've heard this joke. It's, it's not so much a joke as it is a, a tale. Uh, and it's about a town where there's a storm, mm-hmm. and the waters are rising, and the residents are, are called on to flee. Mm-hmm. And there's one resident in particular, and he's praying to God to, to rescue him and to save him. And, and God answered, okay, I'm going to rescue you. And, and this fire truck comes down the road, and they offer the man a ride. But the man refuses to go, and he says, no, 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 God's going to save me. Yeah. <laughs> so later the waters rise, and the man finds himself on top of his, of his roof, and a boat comes by. And, uh, and a little after that, a helicopter comes by, and each time the man refuses, oh saying, God's going to rescue me. Well, no further help came, and the man drowned. <laughs> and as he's standing before God's throne, he says, why didn't you why rescue God? me? And God said, I sent you a fire truck and a boat and a helicopter. What more do you expect <laughs> me to grade, do? Dude. <laughs> you know, right. sometimes when we pray for help, we might be tempted to think like that flood victim. Yes. So when we ask if God can help us with our grades, of course he can. Yes. But we need to think about what that help is actually going to look like. Yes. You know, so could, could God hack the school's computer and change the grades? <laughs> you know, of course he could. You know, can yeah. God fill your brain with all of the right answers for that big algebra test tomorrow? Right. Well, of course he could. He has the power to do all of those things, but we shouldn't expect that he's going to answer that way because it's not consistent with his character and with his purpose for That's us. That's exactly right. You know, when we pray for help with the things that we're responsible to do, that we are responsible for, like schoolwork, God usually helps us by equipping us to do them. You know, nobody in Scripture models this kind of prayer better than someone you just mentioned, Nehemiah. Oh, yes. Nehemiah was living in Exxon, or living in exile in Babylon when the Jews started returning to Jerusalem. Yes. When word reached him that the city walls were in ruins, mm. it, it broke his heart. Yes. So he prayed to God for a solution, and God answered his prayer by giving Nehemiah a plan and permission, yes. you know, through the king, to return to Jerusalem and lead the people in rebuilding. Now that's in Nehemiah 2, 1 through 10. We're not going to read that today, mm-hmm. but it, it helps to give that note so you can read on your own. But when a few enemies of the Jews objected to Nehemiah's work, they tried to force him to stop. 
So Nehemiah prayed again. Mm -hmm. And again, God showed him a plan, Mm -hmm. which Nehemiah used to finish the wall Mm -hmm. and in record time. Yes. And you can you can read that in 4, 4 through 15, and in 6, 9 through 15. So what we have is a formula here. Right. It's prayer, response, and then action. Very good. Now, this formula works well when we ask God to help us with our grades, too. You know, he's, he's probably not going to change your test scores. He's probably not going to dump all the answers into your brain, but he might show you how to change your priorities. He might give you some insight to see if maybe some other activity is cutting into your study time. You know, he might help you meet someone who can become a useful study partner. You know, if you're in high school and and have some say in the class courses that you have, he might give you that wisdom to pick the classes that best suit your skills and his purpose. These are all excellent points. Yes, Yes. and James 1 and 5 says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. That's one of my favorite scriptures. So it takes more than wisdom to get good grades, but God will supply the wisdom when you ask for it. Yes. So then when you apply that wisdom to your particular situation, he'll guide you in using it. Yes. So that's the long answer for, yes, God can help you with your grades, Andrew. (laughs) (laughs) And let me bring in the, the pastoral component to this. Uh, I understand. I'm not a weatherman uh, by any means, but I do know that um, to when a rain cloud forms, it's it forms because of the of the dew that's from the earth, and it helps the process of rain. So what goes up comes eventually down. That's sure. why in a desert. That's why that's why the rainforests are so important. But I digress again on that, but the deserts don't have that component. It doesn't, the water leaves up and therefore there's no rain clouds and et cetera. It's a parenthetical concept throughout the word of God that God does it this way because he wants our buy-in and our, our, our import into this. And so God brings about or has brought about miracles when we have to do something first. Yes. He says, uh, seek me first, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all yes. his righteousness and all these other things shall be added unto you. And then he says, knock, seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened. And it's conceptual that if you do something first, God will then be free to do his part. I like in that story of, of Jesus and Lazarus, raising Lazarus from the dead. Mm-hmm. He went to the tomb as we know the story goes. And before he could say, Lazarus, come forth, he first told those that were around there, hey, roll away the stone. So they're buy-in, and this stone was not a small stone. Yeah, They had to bend their backs. Yes. They probably were sweating to move it because that's what they did. They had to put in some effort. They had to put in some effort. And when the stone was rolled away, that's when Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. And we know the story. He came forth three days later, uh, which is, of course, it's also a type of Calvary, but I won't get into all that either. (laughs) But it's, and I could go on and on. There's several, several. We have to do the work. We have to put in our part. We're, we're, we have a fallacy in our thinking. If we think that God just, 
and he can and he does sometimes, but to do all the time that he just sovereignly works when we have no import part of it. I have a saying around here. It's just it's a lot. I have a saying around here that that says God honors the effort. Yes. It's only God, man that honors the result. Yes. So in other words, church planning, for instance, I'm a ch- former church planner. If I'm efforting every day trying to teach Bible studies and convert and tell people about the truth and etc., God sees that and he keeps good books. Yes, he does. Whereas man would say, you know, hey, how many are you running in church? Well, we're only running 10. Of course, we're running a lot more than that. But back when we were at the very beginning, mm-hmm. we'd say, oh, we're running 10. And we'll hear, oh, well, you'll get there someday. You'll get there. Yeah. And, and, and I'm equal to effort to the guy across the road or down the street that's actually doing the same kind of thing, and he's maybe running 100 already. Man says, oh, that guy that's running 100 must be doing something great. He's That guy that's only running 10, he must be a sluggard. It's not true. Mm -hmm. God is honoring the effort, and those will have an equal part. That's why the the parable of the 10, 5, and Mm 1 talents, the 10 and 5 had an equal reward. Now, in this... It, down in this life, the 10 got the one extra, but by and large, the 10 and 5 had an equal reward. Again, I could go into Scripture after Scripture. That's not what we're whole trying to tell. Andrew, yes, <laughs> absolutely, just what you just heard. You have to put in your part of it yep. to see God, to, to assure God, because he said it, if you will, I will. And so if we can assure, if there's any way to, to make God do what we want him to do, is to hold him to his word. Yep. So if we do what we do, supposed to do, our part first, God says, I, I'm not a liar. I'm not a man that I should lie. I'm going to do my part. And he does. Because why? He's faithful. Yes. And so, yes, yes, Andrew. I was going to say, what is this? Yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. <laughs> no, yes, Andrew, there is hope for yes. that algebra test. There's hope for your grades, buddy. Even though I believe algebra yeah. is the devil's play tool. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, but by and large, you've got to put your effort in, and God will honor. Just all yes. those extra points, I can't add to that. That's exactly right. God will bring about something that, that you think it has to be a writing in yeah. the stars kind of moment. Yeah, it's one of those maybe uh, you're waiting on God, but God's waiting on you. That's exactly right. So, uh, yes, he can help you with grades, but you also have to be attuned to to listen to what he says. God, why don't you speak? you got to be listening. Yeah, so kids out there, don't don't blow off all your study time, and on the way to school, start praying that God's (laughs) going to fill your head when you know you should have been studying the night before. I'm not going to beat him up too much because that's how I got (laughs) through school. That is, that is. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we are going to move on to our last question here today. And this is on line three. All right. Uh, Caller, go ahead. You're on with Steve and Steve. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Hi, Pastor. My name's Olivia. And my question is, can God forgive the same sin over and over again? Oh, my goodness, man. (laughs) You know, it's it's easy to get caught in that trap of I I keep screwing up and I keep doing the same thing yeah. over and over and over. Mm-hmm. And uh, the short answer, of course, is yes, yes, he can. 
you know, doing the right thing, it's, it's not always easy. I mean, even the Apostle Paul said that he wanted to do the right things, but he found himself doing wrong things right. again and again. And, mm-hmm. you know, no one has to teach someone how to lie. No one has to explain to a person how to be selfish. Lying and selfishness and other wrong attitudes and actions, those come naturally mm-hmm. to us. And because of this, we all often find ourselves committing the same sins over and over again. Absolutely. But Philippians 1 and 6 tells us that when God begins a good work in the life of the believer, he will finish that work. Yes, and sir. that scripture says, being confident of the this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will yes. perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Yes. So in other words, God is going to fix us. Yes. God is going to make us right. You know, we all struggle with doing the right things, and that is a key reason, and this episode's sponsor, of why we need the Holy Ghost. Yes. <laughs> so that's our sponsor, the, the Holy, Holy Ghost. Ghost. <laughs> we can then be led in the right direction because the Holy Ghost will help steer us away yes. from that wrongdoing. Amen. You know, we're always going to sin. We always are because it's in our nature. Yeah. But the Holy Ghost will help us get better and better and better at doing the right thing. Right. As we cultivate the Holy Ghost in our life, the more and more it takes root in us. Yes. And it's transformative, and that's the point. Yes. And and when we do sin, God will always forgive us. You know, God loves us more than we could ever understand. True. And He knows that we face struggles and trials and temptations, but in the end, we will only find happiness and contentment through living a life of obedience to God. And, you know, let's look at what the Bible says. Isaiah 55 and 7 says, Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Yes. And then 1 John 1 and 9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful Faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all All unrighteousness. So again, it goes back to God's nature, Mm -hmm. God's character. Yes. Of course he'll forgive sin because he said that he would. Yes. So it's all about being repentant. Yes. You know, and I think that's a component that's missing from the church today is a turn to repentance. Yes. And turning our back on sin. And repentance has a two-faced thing. Right? Yeah. It's not only saying I'm sorry, but you're turning away from that. You're you're pledging and working towards not doing that sin again. Yes. And if you're a spirit filled believer and you're apologizing for the same sin over and over and over, you will reach a point where you go, I just don't want to do this anymore. Because the Holy Ghost will wear you out <laughs> with that yes. feeling of you should not be doing this. Yes. And you know, if you wanna you can't rush the promise ever in any circumstance, but I will tell you this. Take a Bible with you everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. It changes your attitude when you know you're toting the Word of God in your backpack, and you may not go to places you go. You may be hesitant to say something you would have said. Um, and also, don't be afraid to have the courage to walk away from, from some things. Absolutely. You know, I work in an environment that's not a—I mean, I don't work in ministry full-time, so I don't work in a church. I don't work in a place of, of holiness and righteousness, and sure. there's times— I'll walk into something and those guys are cutting up and they try to involve me and I walk away. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. walk away. Yeah. Even though the part of my nature is going, oh, come on, man. 
that's probably funny. They're sure. ripping on employee X and you've sure. got an ax to grind. So let's go in and yeah, jump sure. in on that. But, sure. you know, again, I can't, uh, I can't underestimate or promote enough the value of the Holy Ghost in your Absolutely. life. And I can tell you, spending almost a decade in a big box church where I learned very little about the Holy Ghost, it that one thing has been so life-changing for me. Yes. It really has changed everything in my life. And we're thankful. And we are thankful. So again, I don't want to uh, cash the sponsor's checks without saying it. <laughs> you need the Holy Ghost. <laughs> you right. can have the Holy Ghost. It's And it's free. For every it's free. person. Yes. That's exactly right. It's not limited to color, creed, nationality, sex... Uh, orientation, you can be filled with the Holy Ghost. And of course, uh, your gender, where you come from, how much money you have in the bank or don't, how bald or how full of head hair or how fat, skinny, little, tall, ugly, pretty. doesn't matter who you are. If you want it, you can have it. And and don't be scared if you're still sinning, if you're still living a life in sin, that whatever church you attend should be welcoming of that. This church is not a place for people who've got it all together, no. who are living their life perfectly. That's true. There's days I walk in here, and I'm like, I am not worthy to teach today. I am not worthy to preach today. Mm-hmm. I, I shouldn't be talking to these kids about anything. And then God goes, hold on. Don't you trust me? Yeah. And that's when I, I have to go and get down at that altar and yes. get on my knees and just pray that that God continues yes. the work. And I'm so thankful for his character because yes. I still mess up. Me too. I still mess up. And for me, it's a lot of the same stuff. I mean, again, I'm not doing the big stuff. I'm not an adulterer no, or a no, murderer. No, but no, sure. I do have some thoughts that I probably shouldn't have. And sometimes sure. I listen to some voices that I shouldn't. Sure. And that's I am constantly in prayer to change that. And he's he's doing it. My own life is a reflection of of that work. So don't fear because God can forgive you and even better, he wants to. Yeah. Now, the the cynical part of me wants to just add a caveat to this. Too. Absolutely do. So it. 100% what you said is right and I do agree it. and sign off on it. Uh the caveat is is that many people think, well that gives me carte blanche to purposely sin because he'll always be there. It does not. And the Bible cl- very clearly states in, in several different places in the New Testament that I think it's Hebrews 6 and 6, I believe, that if you sin, that you crucify Christ mm. again, openly, um, when you purposely sin. So it's not about, I mean, we're talking about, I guess the, the concept of what we're saying is that if if it's something that you struggle with, but you're trying yes. to overcome it. The effort. The effort. Everything that we said over the last five minutes is, yes, it's applicable. Take that and use it for for hope fuel, as it were. Um, fuel for hope. But there are some that look at God as a cash register of mercy and grace. Yeah. That they can do whatever they want. They live like a heathen Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and our midweek is Thursday, so I'll say Friday and Saturday. (laughs) And then on Sundays and Thursdays, they're walking in the Spirit. And it doesn't work that way. It doesn't. You do not get to do whatever you want to do. You don't get God on your terms, in other words. You don't get to do what you want to do and expect God that he is going to always be that same way because you can cross the line of mercy, and it can get to be a point. And and again, I can give you context. We can talk about Samson in the Old Testament. Oh, yeah. 
how that he repeatedly, at least six times, did exactly opposite of what he was supposed to do regarding his Nazarite vow, and he would go out after every time, and he would go out and do some miraculous work because God would honor his covenant. I think we talked about that last episode. His covenant, his part of it, until finally when he played around with Delilah and and slowly uh, got closer to the, the, the aspect of his strength, that's when God said, okay, I'm out. I'm done. Yep. I'm done. And so you can't cross the mercy line. So I just wanted to add that caveat. Well, there's two points I want to add to that, if sure. I could. Please. Um, I think it's important, too, that, you know, when you say people are looking for almost like how much they can sin. Right. You know, we talk a lot about the guardrails here. Yes. Like how closely, how, Pastor, how yes. close can I get? How much can I go? You know, don't look for that line. I've heard that too. Yes, and you know, First Corinthians ten and twenty one. You can't drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of the devil. You yes. can't be partakers at the Lord's table and the devil's table. And if you understand the gravity of what you're doing here, why would you want to be close to the line? No. And absolutely. the second point is to go back to something you said. If you're someone who's who's coming in on Thursday and coming in on Sunday, and you're taking part in the service and you're singing and you're worshiping and and you're you're wondering why am I not getting the breakthrough? Why am I not getting the Holy Ghost? Why are my finances not turning around? Why am I not getting the blessings? You should do exactly what you said. Look at what you're doing on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Friday and Saturday. And it's like you say every Sunday, you're dismissed (laughs) from church, but you're not dismissed from the presence of the Lord. Right. So again, go back to toting that Bible around. Take it with you, you know, take it with you in your heart. You know, right. take take one scripture and learn it this week. Commit some of it yes. so that effort. Effort. Yes. Because God will honor that effort. Right. And I say this and it become it became such a revelation to me over the last week. I was teaching the church, uh, and it was a just a throwaway point that I but I felt like it has has real impact. So the to give a to put a bow on what we're talking about. You know, for God to be free from free to extend grace and mercy repeatedly to us, again, He honors the effort of us trying to live for God. Yes, there's a scripture that my my daughter is learning in her preschool. Mm. You know, the whole purpose, if you want more of God in your life, the scripture says, "Draw nigh unto Him, and then He'll draw nigh unto you." So if you want, and, and that, that's an open-ended invitation for mercy, grace, power, anointing, connection, more spirit, whatever you want, you draw nigh unto him, he will draw nigh unto you. I say it around here. You take the first step towards God, he'll take the next nine yes. towards you. But you have to take the first step. And mercy and grace, and for all of that, uh, Olivia, Yes, God will forgive you of your sin, but you have to be in the process. It's a yes. good word, process. It's like the paddling analogy. Yes. Yeah, you don't flow upriver. You always flow downriver. So you got to be trying to better yourself. Yes. And it's on. I mean, nobody respects I'm, just humanity. We're not just put God out of the conversation for just a second. Nobody respects somebody that does the same old thing and they cry and moan and say, I've never seen change. Well, 
you know, I'm, I'm in a perpetual, now that I'm in my 50s now, feels like I'm never going to get that. Early 50s. 20, early, very early. Because yeah, you know Kathy's listening, going, yeah. Yes, Kathy. <laughs> Just shut up, by the way. Um, <laughs> that's a private joke. If you're not aware, it's okay. But uh, I, I have learned I can't get that body back, that, that yeah. effort, that of, of, not effort, but that energy and all of that unless I do something about it. So I can't go and cry and moan to somebody and say, why can't I lose weight? Well, you go to McDonald's every day and you get three cheese. Not that I do that, but there has been some times. Please don't (laughs) judge me. But you can't expect to do whatever you want to do, and then you're going to get what you want. And you're not going to get your muscle. You're not going to get that body. You're not going to get that energy level back if you're complete, all the time completely indoctrinating yourself in junk food and bad living. Yeah. One plus one will always equal two. So you do that one thing and you do that one other bad thing, it's always going to equal out that extra bad thing. But if you're paddling, uphill or upstream you're trying to do do something for god god will honor that and then he will meet you in your process and help you again without keep going i'm going to stop right there no that's great yeah that is great stuff and that's all the time we have for this section oh my today goodness. i want to thank the children for their questions and thank them for taking the time to uh, good job guys to do that and again thank our sponsor the holy ghost the holy ghost so and you need help <laughs> Who are you going to call? That should be the Holy Ghost. No. <laughs> but uh, it's there for the taking. You just got to seek. So right. I pray that this was a blessing for you and that you'll join us as we continue to study God's Word. You can find this and all of our episodes at pohpodcast.com along with links to your favorite streaming platforms. Yes. Don't forget to subscribe and enable notifications so you won't miss a single episode. Tell everybody about us. Tell them all. Yeah. And if you have any questions or comments, please email them to pohcontent at gmail.com and we will respond as we are able. So thank you, Pastor, for leading us today. And thank you all for listening.